Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. Isn't acceptance just hopelessness? I mean, you look at these... Uh, these Buddhists, these Buddhists are all like life is suffering and uh, desire causes suffering. And uh, I've never been a big fan of that. I mean, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that it comes from a pretty pessimistic place that life is suffering. I mean, that's like, literally that's what they say is life is suffering and, uh, that sucks. And in fact, it is the antithesis. It's the opposite of what Christianity is, which is hopefulness. I was talking to a, a young Christian man yesterday or a friend of mine who I really enjoy talking with. And, um, you know, he was talking about his spirituality and he's going on a mission to Mexico, uh, coming up and he likes to go to places where, um, people have never heard about Jesus. He's like, that's the coolest thing ever is to tell him about this. And, I'm I, I yeah, I don't know how I feel about these missions. I think it depends on who's doing them. And this guy I'm pretty cool with because I mean, he is when it comes right down to it, he's like, look, if you don't accept Jesus into your heart and life and you're gonna, you know, go to hell. But then he's like you know, what hell is, is a separation from God. That's what he said. And I'm like, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, but he likes, and he specifically says that he likes to go talk to these Buddhists and um, Hindus and stuff because his message is hope. His message is God loves you no matter no matter what. No matter what a piece of shit you are, no matter how much you screw up, God loves you. And uh and he uses the word hope. And I don't, I've never heard a Buddhist use the word hope. They're like, look, if you stop 
wanting things, you'll suffer a lot less. <laughs> Which is true. So much of our suffering is wanting some things to be not the way they currently are. And so we are filled with anxiety and fear and worry that things either are going to be bad if you just hold on or uh, they're currently bad. <laughs> and For a long time, I was like, well, you know, I don't know that this Buddhist idea that life is suffering is very, um, very true in America. Is most of life suffering in America? And, and you can imagine that in a country where there's extreme, extreme poverty and um, no, almost no chance of getting out of it that you know the teaching is like hey man just accept what you got and uh you'll be but you'll feel better and for a long time i thought well that's not really very american now is it <laughs> That's not, that's not how it really is around here. You know, the land of opportunity. But I know a lot of rich people that are not happy. And I know a lot of poor people that are not happy. I know a lot of unhappy people, okay? <laughs> a lot of people are unhappy. Wordsworth, no, sorry. Uh, Thoreau said people live lives of quiet desperation. And... Um, That's it. We just quietly suffer and we put on airs, facades. We front about how great our life is. How is everything? Oh, it's so good. Things are so good. Things are really good. Really good. You know, somebody says that they're probably lying, especially at like a business networking luncheon. How's business? Oh, it's so great, man. Business is going really great. I mean, I don't have any clients right now, but man, I'm learning a lot and, you know, things are good. Things are real good. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard so many people say that. And so... <sighs> As I started doing my homeless work, I was kind of thinking, well, 
you know, it's not everybody in America that is living the American dream. In fact, there's a lot of people in America not living the American dream. Millions and millions and millions. What do we got? 350 million people? I don't know. 370? I don't know. Something like that. I bet 30%. 30%. If you got 350, what is that? 330. That's, I don't know. A <laughs> hundred million people. A hundred million people. More. Just financially suffering. A hundred million people. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's less. But I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of people that uh, struggle to pay their rent. Struggle to keep food on their table. And in America, we do a really good job of segregating the haves and the have-nots so that we don't have to be subjected to that uncomfortable truth. The haves only associate with the haves. Because the have-nots are a little disconcerting. <laughs> a little disconcerting, you know. And uh, as I did this homeless work, I'm like, wow, man, this is not the world. This is not the America I thought I lived in. And then when I started at the bottom and started looking up, I thought, you know, who in America is actually leading a life that is mostly happy. Who isn't struggling a lot of the time? A lot of the time. And most recently, I've just come to the realization that you don't change things. Things don't change. Think about uh, Martin Luther King Jr., right? Huge icon in the civil rights history of the world. Huge, huge. What did he do? Put a couple laws in place. Got people to sit on the front of a bus. That was pretty good. Made some killer speeches. Did he solve racism in America? <laughs> Hell no. 
Hell no, he didn't solve racism in America. Are things better racially? I think things are different. Things things are different. We don't, you know, string black people up in trees typically anymore. We sure as hell shoot them. Our cops are shooting black people all the time. So, I don't know. Is it better? How do you even decide? How do you quantify better? More black people going to college? That's true. Uh, There's more black people that are free. There's sure a lot of black people not free in the prisons. The school to prison pipeline. It's a real thing. So I don't. I don't know. I I feel like okay. Take an airtight box, okay? And you blow smoke into it. Okay? And then you go in in the airtight box and you start waving around some fans flapping your arms and the smoke moves and you can clear out a space as long as it's not too much smoke you know smoke didn't disappear just went over there now the smoke is cleared here but it's more smoky over there That's how I feel it is. There's some sort of weird balance that goes on in the world. Like, you know, the force in Star Wars. You know? Everything has to be balanced. And when more bad comes, more good shows up. When more good shows up, more bad comes. I just see it all the time. Coronavirus is over in America. And that means one thing. It's time to get back to sweeping camps. We're going to start sweeping homeless camps again because, you know, the CDC told us not to move those. But that wasn't because we had a change of heart. No, 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 no. The CDC said don't move them because, you know, they spread coronavirus. But now the coronavirus is over. We're sure as hell sweeping camps. 
We're going back. We're sweeping them. We're sweeping the camps. I just can't think of anything more evil in America right now than sweeping camps. I, uh, I mean, there's a guy right now. Let's see if I can find this story. Walking across America to raise money to uh, get a homeless shelter in his neighborhood. Okay. Lo- local. Okay. Hold on. Not for sure that was a link. All right. So the title is, this is from Jersey Shore Online, local man walking across country to raise money for the homeless. Sam Green and his dog, Taylor Ham, are making a long journey for a good cause. So undertaking a mission to raise money for a homeless shelter in Ocean County by walking across the country. Started in the Highlands. And his end destination is Los Angeles. If you just do Google search, uh, 2,822 miles, but they suspect it'll be longer because he's going to try and not have to walk through the mountains or something. I don't know. Says he left on May 14th and expects to be to arrive sometime in September or the beginning of October. Green's a political science student had an assignment to write about a current event. He found an article on patch about Tom's river councilman, Terry Terrence Turnbach sleeping outside to bring attention to the plight of the homeless. He challenged the rest of the governing body to join him. This gave him an idea to raising money for a homeless shelter in ocean County, the only County in New Jersey without one. He's hooked up with just believe the nonprofit that takes care of the homeless throughout the year. And especially on cold nights, running an overnight shelter in Riverwood park. There's also an emotional context to this. The pandemic had really brought out the worst in people, and he lost some faith in humanity. When you look at the world through the very small windows, social media and the TV news, you'll only see the worst. He was sure that getting away from the screens would open his eyes to the real America. So far, that's been true. People are only crappy on the Internet. There are some really good people out there. So far. He's been stopped by hundreds of people. They ask if I need food, water, or a yard to stay in. Restoring faith in humanity is just believe slogan, so it was a good match, he said. This goal is to raise $25,000 for the group during the trip, all the money going to the organization. Spending months outside also calls attention to people without a roof over their heads who don't have, and who don't have experience in hiking or camping. Uh, he had tried to find a spot off the beaten path in Hopewell, New Jersey to sleep for the night. Okay. However, the police told him he had to move along. It was another 11 miles to get to the nearest hotel. He understands that he's fortunate enough to have a choice 
and the means to stay in a hotel if needed. And then he drops the question. What if I was homeless and had nowhere to stay? That's it. What if I was homeless and had nowhere to stay? I'll tell you what. You're going to start hiding in dumpsters and behind buildings and uh, maybe in the sewage system. You are a criminal for not having a place to live. You are not allowed to sleep just outside. You're not allowed. Got to move on. Move on. Move on to where, sir? Not my problem. If I find you again, I'm going to tell you to move on again. I'll do it all night long. And if I want, I'll take you in. I'll arrest you for trespassing. If you cannot see the cruelty in that, system, you are a heartless dick. <laughs> Sorry, you are. And okay, okay, all right, you want me to make the other side? Well, what, what Sage? We want people to just be able to sleep wherever they want? Well, I'll tell you what. People have to sleep, okay? This is, we have to breathe, we have to eat, and we have to sleep. These are requirements. We have to drink water, too. There's four things. You have to be able to sleep somewhere. You have to. Yeah, ask Google. How long can you go without sleep? The longest recorded time without sleep is approximately 264 hours or just over 11 consecutive days. Although it's unclear exactly how long humans can survive without sleep, it isn't long before the effects of sleep deprivation start to show. After only three or four nights without sleep, you can start to hallucinate. Okay. Three or four nights you start hallucinating. So, I mean, you can go longer than that without eating. Way longer. I think it goes air, water, sleep, food. Air, water, sleep. So, do I want people just sleeping anywhere? I don't really care. Where do I give a fuck where you 
fucking asleep. Jesus Christ. What a dick position that you as a rich person don't like to look at people sleeping. What an asshole we are. But people don't like it. Makes them feel uneasy looking at somebody just sleeping. Just sleeping. I don't know. I mean, I seem to remember when I was a kid, family would go to uh, Hinkley Park and Uncle Elmer would fall asleep. I've seen people sleep on a beach. Not almost people. I'm just talking people. And there's the difference, don't you see? If you're of a certain caliber of a person, no big deal sleeping. But if you're dirty and have the air of homelessness, looking like you need to sleep there, now we got a problem. And that's simply because we don't want to see poor people. And there's nothing poor, creepy, than having to see somebody sleep outside because they ain't got no place else to sleep. I cannot believe that we just let this go on. That people, I, I have no doubt we could start exterminating any people in America and people wouldn't say a shit. They wouldn't say shit. As long as it wasn't them. And by the time it got to them, it'd be too late because nobody else is going to say shit. They're too scared. What kind of human being just lets this go? Martin Luther King Jr. was upset people couldn't ride anywhere they want on a bus. He got that changed. I'm upset because people aren't allowed to sleep somewhere. All right. Now I'm not demeaning the oppression of having to sit at the back of a bus, but I think I got bigger fish to fry than where you get to sit on the fucking bus. Okay. I'm not, I'm not dissing the fact that there's racism here. But, and, 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 and America is a racist fucking country racist since the beginning. It's, it is who we are is racist, but if I had a choice between, okay, I'm going to be a civil rights leader and I got some people over here can't sit where they want on a bus. And I got some people over here that have nowhere to sleep. Okay. 
seems to me, and maybe I'm just, you know, arrogant this way, but it seems to me that the sleeping thing is a bigger issue raised the moment. Look how much trouble they had to go through to get people to be able to sit wherever they want on a bus. What a ridiculous thing to have to fight for. What a ridiculous thing. Because people don't want to sit next to a black person. Ooh, they are, their, their pigment, their skin pigment is darker than mine. It creeps me out. So much effort went into the fact that we had to change a law that allowed black people to sit wherever they want on a bus and not, not like, Hey, get out of the seat. I get to sit wherever I want. Just, there's a seat available. I get to sit in it. I'm allowed on the bus. I'm going to sit in a seat. No, don't be stupid. Sage. That's just stupid. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. They're more comfortable in the back of the bus. Madness. And I think we've all, most humans in America can be like, yeah, that was kind of a stupid law. You you sit wherever you want. But here we are having the same kind of conversation about sleep. You just can't sleep out here. What, are we going to let people just sleep wherever they want? What are we going to do? Let black people just sit wherever they want on the bus? What are you, nuts? Next thing you know, they'll be sitting everywhere on the bus. (laughs) You know what? Yeah. They'll be sleeping. They'll be sitting anywhere on a bus. Deal with it, dick. So if a person needs to sleep somewhere and they lay down on some grass, let the people sleep. Sage, we can't just let people sleep anywhere. People are just going to be sleeping anywhere. Do you think people just want to lay down and sleep anywhere? You think that's what they want? No. They would like a place that is safe, has some shelter, maybe has some facilities like a bathroom, maybe some water. How about a place to plug in your phone? That would be amazing. But they don't have any of that. There's no, that place doesn't exist. Okay. That place doesn't exist. So if you don't have a place like that, that exists, you might as well just sleep wherever you can find a place. I swear. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only sane person left. I don't understand how this does not compute to people. I guess I just have to say it over and over again. Okay. Okay. Here we go. 
I don't have anywhere to sleep. I don't have any friends. Uh, my family's dead. Um, I'm new to the city. I got a job here and then I got fired and now I'm in a city. I don't know. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'm really tired. I need somewhere to sleep like right now. Here's a, here's a park bench. I'm going to lay on it for a minute. Get, get a nap. Woo, 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 woo. Hey, sir, get off the bench. You must get off that bench. Move on. Uh, I was just sleeping. Yeah, you can't sleep there. Why? Because you can't. Where can I sleep? Well, we have a shelter. Oh, great. Okay, I'm going to go to the shelter. Oh, wow. That's so great. They got a shelter. They got a, oh, wow. All right. Okay, here we go. Hey, hey, thanks for having a shelter. Hi, I'm here to, uh, you know, um, get some shelter. Great. Well, just fill out this paperwork and get you started and start by, uh, you know, uh, religious service starts at six beds at 8 30 oh what's the religious service well it's, it's you know it's christian oh oh hey i'm uh i'm muslim um i don't really um practice christianity oh well this place maybe isn't going to work for you because we're a christian organization yeah well that's i mean that's cool it's, i just don't want to go to Christian services. In fact, do you have a place where I could go pray? No, we don't have a place you can pray. We have, we, we, you come to church. We have the, well, you know, this is like very important to me, my religion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is going to work. Okay. That guy's out. Let's do another one. Hey, I need some shelter. Oh, great. That sounds good. Um, do, do I smell? Do I smell some liquor on your breath? Well, I had a beer. I did. I got a dollar beer and I and I drank it and then I'm here. Oh, sorry. Um you can't come here. You can't be drunk. I'm not drunk. I had a beer. No. No, 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 no. You're not allowed here. No, you can't come here. Uh People get thrown out. They have a fight. If you're not in the work program, you can only stay a few nights a month. People's stuff gets stolen all the time. It's basically uh, there's the, the place is filled with people with severe uh, 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 mental health issues. People feel scared being there. There's a million reasons why you can't go to the shelter. Not the least of which is I have social anxiety. I cannot sleep in a congregate setting. I can't do it. Well, that's what we got. We got that. Well, that I can't sleep there. Well, you can't sleep here. Well, where can I sleep? I don't know. I told you to go to the shelter. I told you I can't sleep at the shelter. Hey, are you are you uh, talking back to me? No, I'm not talking. I don't know where to sleep. 
I haven't slept in two days. I haven't eaten all day. I'm starving. I'm exhausted. I need, I just need to sleep. Well, you're not sleeping here. You need to move on. How does that compute with people? Oh, don't forget, uh, men with children, there's no place in Akron for that. Uh, a woman with a 13-year-old boy, they have to separate in all the shelters. Uh, gay people really don't need to apply at the Christian men's shelter. Um, a guy told me he got kicked out of the shelter plate for playing Magic the Gathering. Because, you know, it's a Christian shelter. This is worse than the bus situation, okay? It's more absurd than the bus situation. And the way you solve it, I don't want people just having to lay around on the street either, okay? I don't want that. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for society. It's not good for that person. It's unsafe. It's unsanitary. It's bad, 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 bad. I don't believe in unsanctioned camps. Well, I mean, I don't recommend them. I believe in them because that's all we have. We need sanctioned camps. So I have two tents and a tiny house on my land right now. And there's a guy that hates me and he made sure that the city knows, but I wasn't hiding it anyways, because this is a protest movement among other things. And uh, the city said, we're aware and we will be taking the appropriate actions. Which I would imagine is going to be a sign telling uh, people they have to leave my property, my two tents, these $200 tents, okay? And um, they have to leave. And which I'm going to respond, fuck you. <laughs> I now nah, I'm going to say something cleverer than that. I need something that will be able to uh, get in the newspaper. Uh, something along the lines of if you don't want these people in tents, by all means, come and house them. They would both like housing. So go right ahead. I'm not the housing guy. I'm the tent guy. I have a house uh, on the land. There's people already in it. I'm only allowed to put a certain number of people in the house legally. Uh, and a lot of people in the house is just chaotic anyways. I got them in a tent. They're not leaving these tents. If you take these tents, I'm going to just put up new tents. I'm going to do it over and over and over again. I am not quitting. I am not quitting. Do you know why I'm not quitting? Because this is madness. Look, let's say... Uh, a guy came to me and said, hey, I need to play video games eight hours a day. I mean, I have to. I have to play video games eight hours every day. To him, I would say, I can't really help you. But you don't understand, man. I get really messed up if I don't play video games eight hours a day. Yeah, well, um, 
that doesn't strike me as something that is um, a necessity in life. I haven't seen any studies that said video games are required uh, to live eight hours a day. You're going to have to get over that. I'm not going to help you uh, with that video game issue. I understand you want to play video games, but I think you're going to survive not playing video games. Now, if he wants to bring a video game console into his tent, play video games eight hours a day, fine with me. But I'm not going to stand up for his, you know, rights to play video games. Like I'm going to stand up for his rights to sleep eight hours a day. You see, you see, see the difference you need to sleep. Now, do people need to sit anywhere on a bus? Not really. I don't know. I guess they've, I remember uh, black people having to stand on the bus, even though there were seats in the front. That seems a little stupid. Obviously, the whole bus thing was absurd. I'm glad now people can sit wherever the fuck they want on a bus. It's good. But it's really not in the same ballpark, okay? You're still on a bus. You're going from point A to point B. You might even have to stand up because these asshole white people won't let you sit in these fucking seats, but you're still on the bus. Okay. You needed a bus. You took a bus. My cause is you have to sleep. Okay. You have to sleep. You have to. The people on the bus boycotted the bus for over a year. You can't boycott sleeping for over a year. Be like, well, I'll show them. I'm just going to not use the bus for a year. Well, good. I'm glad you did it. I'm really, really glad you did it. It was inspirational. But as you can see, you didn't actually need the bus. Bus is convenient. Bus is good. Glad you can get back on the bus wherever you want. You didn't need a bus. I can't tell my people to not sleep for a year. We're going to boycott sleep for a year. (laughs) Three days. Then you start hallucinating. 264 hours, you're dead. That's 11 days. Okay. This is more important. If a person can't or won't go to the shelter, and if you only give them one option, by the way, that's just an internment camp. That's just a, that's all that is. That's, that's just a concentration camp. We have an option for you. It's over here. You got to go to the camp. I don't want to go to the camp. Yeah. Then, then what? See, and we're in this stupid, stupid position where we don't put people in jail, which incidentally now, um, Austin, Texas 
and maybe all of Texas has uh, no sleeping laws now. You can't sleep anywhere in Texas and they're going to start fining people, you know, which incidentally makes everything else harder. Um, getting housing, getting a job. I mean, you're a criminal now because you were sleeping outside because you had nowhere to sleep. So you can see why I just keep harping on this because this is madness. It's cruelty. It's injustice. It's torture. It's all of that. It's all of that. We have to come up with some solutions. If a person doesn't have a place to sleep tonight, we have to give them a solution. We have to. And I think that the courts are going to ultimately decide that we have an obligation to these citizens of America. But until then, let me read you some news. Uh, let's see here on this is Reno homeless campment. Okay. Let's see. Let me get you this. Homeless encampment cleanup continues. Relocation options limited for women. Okay. Monica Plummer has been homeless for seven years. She lived at the encampment underneath the Wells Avenue overpass, which today was being cleared for the second time in about a week. About a week. Ah, that's all I can read. Sorry can't read articles anymore i'm not gonna pay for the reno this is reno.com okay i'm not because i don't go to this is reno.com all the time uh now check this out city of portland sued over throwing out homeless possessions Four homeless have filed a class action lawsuit against the city of Portland on behalf of campers who were, were swept and never got their stuff back. Things like tents, bicycles, sleeping bags, and even clothes were never returned to them. Rapid response is one of the companies named in the lawsuit. All items taken from homeless during sweeps were supposed to be photographed and cataloged. Items should have been safely stored. Oregon law states the belongings of homeless should be kept in a safe place for 30 days. So they're suing those people. Let's see. Venice described as constant emergency zone as calls grow for action to address homeless crisis. Okay. This is from KTLA. With a homeless encampment, 
Stretching across much of the Venice Beach boardwalk in a spate of recent crimes alarming residents, the calls for city officials to take action have grown to a cacophony. I'm 75 years old. I need to be off this boardwalk, says Michael Solomon, who lives in a tent on Venice Beach. I want to be in housing so I can be stable. 75 years old. Solomon is one of the people living in the tents lining the boardwalk on Sunday. KTLA announced about 115 tents in the boardwalk area. The number of tents on the beach has grown since 2020 when the pandemic hit, leaving millions jobless and creating more housing insecurity in a city already dealing with a homelessness crisis. At last count, there were nearly 2,000 homeless people in Venice, according to a Los Angeles Homeless Service Authority count done in January 2020. That found that more than 41,000 unhoused people citywide. <sighs> the numbers were already increasing before the pandemic. 2020 data showed a 57% increase in the number of homeless people in, the, in Venice over the previous year. 57% increase. Far greater than the increase in the city as a whole, which was seven, just a mere 16.1%. It's the worst I've seen in 20 years, Venice resident John Betts told KTLA. The increasing number of tents along the Venice boardwatch has generated calls for city officials to clear the area. Clear the area for residents and tourists, as well as to provide shelter and service for the unhoused people who take refuge by the beach. So we're going to clear it and provide uh, shelter and services. That's what we're going to do. And with local COVID-19 restrictions easing and more visitors expecting expected at the tourist destinations, hundreds of residents signed an open letter this month demanding that local leaders take immediate action, adding that locals counted more than 200 tents along the boardwalk. The letter also connected the growing encampment to increases in crime. That's how they like to do it. They're dangerous, these no-good homeless people. Local children are refusing to come to the beach. Because they're frightened by what they've witnessed. <laughs> Seniors who live on or near the boardwalk are terrified of walking in their own neighborhoods, the letter reads in part. The area has indeed experienced a spike in crimes compared to last year, and the homeless population is contributing to many of the incidents, says LAPD office official told the Public Safety Committee of the Venice Neighborhood Council on May 5th. As of May 1, robberies were up 177%. Assaults with deadly weapons are up 116%. Burglaries were up 85%. And thefts from uh, vehicles are up 60%, according to the figures provided during the meeting. This is despite the LAPD going out and doing more enforcement than any time, officials said, adding that officers are giving out a lot more citations and making more in arrests than the same time last year. A law enforcement-only model approach right now is not working right now, <laughs> he said. We're writing as many tickets as we can, but it has zero effect unless we remove the encampment. But it's not as simple as just clearing out the tents, according to Los Angeles City Councilman Mike Bonin, who represents Venice. I want to make sure anytime there's law enforcement action, we are offering people housing, housing he wants. To limit the spread of the coronavirus, city council voted last year to temporarily stop enforcing a law requiring tents to come down during the daytime in any public areas. Furthermore, city office, cities can't prosecute people for sleeping on public properties unless they're able to shelter them thanks to a 2019 Supreme Court decision to let stand an appellate ruling on a case out of Boise, Idaho. 
The ruling, which struck down as unconstitutional, Boise's ban on sleeping and camping on public land was a victory for advocates for unhoused people, but it made it much harder for the city in the West. Clear homeless encampments. As for Venice, where the boardwalk camp has become one of the symbols of LA's failure to successfully address homelessness, Bonin said the current situation is absolutely unacceptable. The city's responding to residents' concerns, clearing up some public space for vendors and around the volleyball courts. As we're doing that, we're trying to house as many people as we can along the way. We're not doing a massive fortified militaristic sweep as we've seen elsewhere. In late March, LAPD officials moved in force to clear out a commune-like encampment at Echo Park Lake on the other end of the city, leading to violent clashes with protesters and more than 180 arrests. Bonin's colleague, Councilman Mitch O'Farrell, who represents the area, came in for bitter criticism over the ad incident. The park is scheduled to reopen this week after 35 tons of trash were removed. Farrell said earlier this month that nearly 200 people living at Echo Lake Park, Park Lake, were placed in transitional housing with clean beds to sleep and in and wraparound services, including three nutritious meals a day. But from some housed residents' perspective, that government what the government doing isn't working and Bonin faced criticism for residents for his handling of the city's homelessness issues and his proposal to have two parks, three beach parking lots and a waterfront parking lot in Marina Del Rey be evacuated as possible locations for overnight camping. I think the entire problem we're experiencing here is a lack of leadership says Venice resident Heidi Roberts asked about the backlash Bonin who calls for housing for homeless people said, I'd say we'd be a hell of a lot better off in this crisis right now if we had not faced so much litigation stopping what we're trying to do. And if the city, the county, and the state had been funding and authorizing some of the programs I've been calling for for the last five or six years. Councilman said one way to get people off the streets is buying hotels to house homeless people. Next month, Bonin said 33 rooms in Venice will open up for people living in the boardwalks at a hotel brought uh, bought through Project Home Key, a state-run grant program for agencies to acquire hotels, motels, and apartments and other buildings to house experience. Those experiencing are at risk of homelessness. Uh, but for some in Venice, the process is too slow. You're basically saying that just sleep on the boardwalk until we have something better, said Sean Stern, a homeowner who's been living in Venice for more than three decades. And the crime and rash of recent fi uh, fires has been concerning for both housed and unhoused alike. We have a 10-foot fence. People have climbed over our fence. It's just a constant, constant emergency zone right now. One unhoused person told KTL A, he was woken up at night to find a tent being set ablaze. It's just chaos out here. Some have moved out of the boardwalk encampment in recent weeks, and the bridge home site in Venice began taking intakes to bring additional clients. Uh, Solomon ended up living his bedside, beachside tent and accepting an offer from homeless service outreach workers to temporarily move into a Monterey Park hotel room some 20 miles east of Venice Beach. I'm going to go for it because I need a shower and I need to get off this boardwalk right now. <laughs> so um, it seems like I'm here to tell you, you can't scale this with hotels, apartments, you can't do it. You just can't do it. So we got to have sanctioned 10 villages. We have to. 
We have to. We need to solve this now. Okay. I mean, like not, well, we're going to buy 20 more rooms. We're going to buy a hotel. We're going to, who's going to manage that? What's the cost of that? These programs are incredibly expensive, incredibly difficult. Here, let me see if I can get you this before we have to end. Uh, it says here, high cost of Los Angeles homeless camp raises eyebrows and questions. In Los Angeles, city officials grappling with an ongoing homelessness crisis have turned to an idea that for decades was politically unpopular and considered radical, a government-funded tent encampment. Other cities, including San Francisco, Seattle, Tampa, Florida, have opened similar programs in recent years, but the high cost of public's first sanctioned campground, more than $2,600 per tent per month. As advocates are worried, it will come at the expense of more permanent housing. Campsite opened in late April at a fenced-in parking lot beside the 101 in East Hollywood. The lot-turned-campground can accommodate up to 70 tents and 12-by-12-foot spots marked in white squares. Uh, so $2,600, the new, the new East Hollywood campground costs approximately $2,663 per participant per month. That's higher than what a typical one bedroom apartment costs to rent in the city. While the per tent cost covers services, meals, sanitation, and staffing, some are concerned the city is investing too much in short-term band-aid overall. Yeah. If you can paint lines on a sidewalk for the same cost you give someone the rent in the apartment, <laughs> I'm concerned that our city is making the choice to paint the lines rather than actually get people housing. So this is just how bureaucracy does it. Okay. You got to privatize this stuff, man. You can't let a city run a 10 campmen at $2,600 per, per resident per month. Wow. Wow. Just wow. We got to do better. This is, this is cruelty and insanity. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, and it's all government's fault. <laughs> It's all their fault. They're all assholes, idiots, stupid. I mean, we're privatizing flying rockets to outer space. Why aren't we privatizing this work? I'm not allowed to do it. <laughs> you know why? Because they want to control the money. They don't want outsiders involved. And that's how it's going to be. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.